All right, so a quick disclaimer before beginning today's episode. There are spoilers for the new Joker movie and for the new Breaking Bad El Camino movie. I'm going to let you know this now, giving you your fair warning. Spoilers, spoiler, spoiler. You know, proceed at your own risk, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody. I'm your host, Paul O'Donnell. And I'm your co-host, Connor Limbaugh. And this, and this is Opinion is Central. Opinion Central. Okay. So, Connor and I, we both saw Joker this this week. Joker came out last Wait, weekend. Is it I, called Joker or The Joker? I think it's just Joker, right? You were really? supposed to know this. No, I don't know. I think it's just Joker. Yeah, it is. Yeah, huh. it's really fancy. So, Joker came out very recently. Connor and I both saw it. It stars Joaquin Phoenix and Robert De Niro. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you don't need to know the other actors. You won't know them anyway. But it is a fantastic movie, and that is what we're talking about today on on this podcast episode. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so let's just start off with a simple simple question. What are your just basic thoughts on the movie? Basic thoughts? Basic thought. Not like a... Really basic? Like super... Just just a quick like how how would you describe this movie in mm-hmm. two sentences or one sentence? I don't know. Just a short short description. Um first I have to I have to say that this movie is a different take on the development of a character than what you're used to seeing. Mm-hmm. And it's a bad guy, so it makes sense. And secondly, there's definitely needs to be a trigger warning for this movie for people who suffer from mental health. And it's and it's rated R, so if you're not for if you're not seventeen, you shouldn't uh-huh. see it. Yeah. Or you. I mean, no, there's a, there's right. some gore in it, so heads up to anybody who doesn't like it's, gore. Yeah, the gore is mild. Mm-hmm. There's some there's some gore. Yeah, but yeah, it, it's definitely it it goes at mental illness pretty hard. Yes, and then it 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 it, it covers a lot of topics. And the mm-hmm. okay, the one thing that has been making me upset. And you can see this in all the articles. (laughs) I'm upset. Not about the movie, about how people are addressing the movie and talking about it. That's I'm upset about that. Because a lot of the articles are saying this movie is going to spark more shooters and uh, influence more crime. But first off, there's been that talk for so long about, oh, video games and violence and other movies and violence. Where with this movie, it addresses so many other issues like mental illness or just 
straight up division because you have two parties pretty much colliding in this movie with the protesters and the government. There's just a lot of different mm-hmm. things that audiences and bloggers and Vox writers could address instead of, hey, this movie is going to influence school shootings and shootings just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as influencing, influencing uh, school shooters or encouraging criminal behavior, I don't think that's an issue. That's what I was – yeah. So I don't know yeah, why I, all these articles are saying, oh, Joker is going to inspire shootings. It's it's. Stupid. I think enough research has been done that exposure to these video games doesn't cause violence in the real world. It doesn't. It, and really it's mental illness. Like a large part of it would be mental illness, which is <laughs> semi-addressed in this in this film. And for, uh, it's, it's it's directly addressed. Yeah. It, it's and we'll right get in your We'll get time. into that in just a sec because I do want to point out for all your you you Marvel movie fans because I don't know how many of you there are but people who like those action packed and oh you got the funny jokes and you got the the action mm-hmm. and the cool characters this is not that kind of and movie. you got p- characters characters who fall into specific archetypes this um, is not that kind of a movie. foreseeable storyline a predicted events cool smashy fights there is none of that. This is a slow movie. I'm going to say that straight up. It, it, it's it is a, slow. It's a slow movie. It has a buildup. And I'll tell you, the last 30 minutes of this movie, it's crazy. And you're going to love it. But it's a slow movie for the for two-thirds of it. And you're just going to have to – it's great. And if you can't sit through a slow movie, you're not going to like it. But if you can, it's fantastic. And so I just want to tell you all, it is a slow movie. But – the character development, I've never seen this much character development done before with really any superhero. And this is all done in one movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not mm-hmm. a hero, my bad. Villain. And this is right. all done in one movie. And the one thing a lot of people were concerned about, I, not a lot of people, just comic book fans, was the fact like, oh, we don't want to know where the Joker comes from. We want right. this to be a choose your own story. You don't know what's true. This is mm-hmm. still that kind of movie because mm-hmm. in this film there are moments where oh is that real or is it not because yep. one of the one of the plot so lines, much the stories like that one of the so much is this just in his head yeah because there's a whole <laughs> there's a whole scene where not scene it's just several scenes where the Joker not he's not the Joker yet he's uh, I can't Arthur. Even think of, Arthur Arthur Finch where he's hanging out with his mm-hmm. female. And they're just in several right. scenes seen doing different things. It and It is perceived that they are dating. Yeah. And then in reality, they're not. It's all in Arthur's head. And it you, you realize right. that when he shows up in her apartment and she goes, what are you doing in here? Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. Can you please get out? I don't really know you. All that. And you, that's when the viewers hit like, oh, this guy is seriously insane. Right. I I think it was detectable before that point. It, I definitely I think know that too. They did the flash. They did the flashbacks of him reliving the memories, mm-hmm. and it shows it shows you one when she's there, and then the next one it shows the reality of she. Yeah. <laughs> whenever and- they whenever they did that, I, I I thought to myself, I already knew that, but 
I understand why they had it in the plot. Like mm-hmm. that. And th- that was the most direct form of showing, oh, you don't know what's really real or not. But there's a lot of right. – after you see that and realize a lot, a lot of stuff goes on in his head, that opens up the opportunities for so many other things. In the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie, which is also in the trailer, he's doing this thing, twirling a sign. A bunch of kids take it and mm-hmm. then they break it, hit him in the face, and it shatters. And then – not too much later in the movie, the his boss, who's the boss of like this clown organization where they dress up in the they, clown. It's just yeah. They get hired to go do different things. He right. he says, "Where you, I know you took the sign, like that story. That's mm-hmm. a terrible story. I know you have it, and th- he probably he could. You just don't know. That all could have just been in his head of getting smashed in the face, and all that could have been fake. And I think." I think that point – I think that happened. Yeah, I, I believe it also happened, but it also couldn't have happened. There's because also – first. It's the first thing that happens. It's the first – it's the first event of the whole story. And during that moment, you see him – you kind of see what position he's already in. Mm-hmm. And also, whenever he's taking a shower afterwards, he has like a bruise on his – yeah, I think there's enough physical evidence of him not having because I think a lot of people at his job are against him, working against him, mm-hmm. um, and it's not necessarily directly to his face, but he, yeah, he he doesn't. Speaking have that of much. his job, there's a point where one of his coworkers hands him a gun, mm. and then when he gets fired, he calls him out, and the guy's like. What are you even talking about? All that now. Right. Obviously, the reasonable explanation oh, could be the reasonable explanation could be oh he's just trying to cover up. But the other explanation could be this man never even gave him the gun and walking bought him himself. That's yeah, that's and, a possibility. And you that, have to take in yeah because how once you realize that is. once you realize that his mind is going different places, you you have to try you have to determine for yourself what is real and what isn't. Now. Right. The one that I'm pretty sold on is – so one of the plot lines of this movie is his mom te- like allegedly got married – or didn't get married, hooked up with, uh, hooked up with Thomas, the, Wayne Thomas Wayne and uh, Arthur is his child. Yeah, now so, it's later so revealed that – Batman's dad it, – it, it's like that Batman's dad is also the Joker's dad. That yeah, is the, and the Joker and Bruce are brothers, so right. to say. Half-brothers. Half-brothers, yeah. But – and it, it later is determined and Thomas Wayne says this, oh, your mom was insane and Arthur goes to Arkham Asylum and gets all these files that says, oh, he's adopted and all this stuff showing that, oh, yeah, his mom was insane and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So you don't really know whether or not Thomas is his father. But mm-hmm. there's this whole scene where Arthur goes into this theater, this orchestra mm-hmm. theater whatever and then he goes into a bathroom and he encounters thomas wayne and is like hey i'm your kid what is this all this kind of stuff and then at the end thomas punches him in the face and Mm -hmm. arthur goes over to his sink and puts his hand on the sink and leans over it and then immediately it 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 cuts to another scene where he's doing the exact same motion but it's his kitchen sink and then he goes then it go he goes into his fridge takes out all the stuff and sits in his fridge so that makes me believe that that whole encounter with Thomas Wayne did not happen at all. Wow. I Wow. Did you not I didn't catch notice that? that? Yeah. So right after no, that, it, 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 that, it cuts from doing the exact – from that stance of standing over his sink with his arms on it after being punched uh-huh. by Thomas Wayne and the 
nice bathroom, wherever that theater was, uh-huh. to him being in his kitchen with his hands and his face over the sink, and then he goes into the fridge. Now, that's huh. a weird phrase. He goes oh. into the fridge. but Yeah, and how does he get out of the fridge? I, he probably just pushes open. But, like, he tears all the <laughs> he tears all the shelves. Yeah. He tears all the shelves out and all the foods, and then he just closes himself in the fridge. But that makes me believe right. that that whole encounter with Bruce or Thomas Wayne did not happen. That makes sense because how did he slip past he, – he did it so it's, nonchalantly. He did it – yeah. He, there was security he at this theater because the there's this whole protest because – riot outside. Yeah, so I think we should probably address that. So Arthur, when he has this gun that he allegedly got from his co-worker, he has this mm-hmm. condition where he can laugh uncontrollably at random moments no matter like the situation right. and his emotions. And so yeah, he's, he's doing like, this. He's on the subway. These three rich dudes who also work for Thomas Wayne start beating him up. He kills all three of them, and that sparks this whole movement where people are like, oh, this guy killed these three rich pricks who think they're better than us. And so this whole movement starts and protests where all mm-hmm. these guys are putting on mm-hmm. clown masks and they're angry at Tom Swain who's running for mayor. And it, it just starts mm-hmm. this whole chaos. And It starts a movement. It starts a political movement. Mm-hmm. That's what I was saying with the two parties clashing. It kind of addresses stuff like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, Arthur, he slips past this whole crowd, gets past security to enter the theater. He also somehow finds a Bellman costume to put on and it just seemed very mm-hmm. – I, I think it could have been all in his head, especially with that connection with the direct cut from doing the exact motion back to his house. Mm-hmm. I feel like it, it could well, definitely be made up. Like the whole plot? No, no, no. Not the whole plot. Okay. The bit of him meeting Thomas Wayne. Oh. Mm-hmm. I, I see what you're saying there, and I find that very compelling. And – there's also the whole bit through the movie of who does he kill and who doesn't he really kill because there's some murders mm-hmm. that he does that are kind of at question. Mm-hmm. When he is in the – when he enters his uh, – I don't know how to say it. His girlfriend's but not girlfriend's apartment. Yeah. And she freaks out because, oh, they don't really date and all that. She doesn't really know who he is and she tells him to get and they're out. They're just neighbors who have seen each other once. In an elevator. On the elevator. Yeah. Because there's no prior information to that, so you have to assume that that is their first meeting. Mm-hmm. And, and then he just starts dating her in her head. He stalks her for a bit. He does stalk her for a bit. And so then it cuts to him after her telling him to get out. He goes into his own apartment, and then you hear sirens in the background. So mm-hmm. that makes me wonder, did he kill that woman and her child? Yeah, because you – I mean obviously those could be sirens just in Gotham, whatever. But Mm -hmm. they also could be sirens, oh, this one was just murdered and the police Mm -hmm. were called about it. Mm -hmm. And Arthur tended to do stuff like that where he would just kill people. Yeah, Um, Yeah, he – it seems like he was uncontrollable in those moments. mm Mm-hmm. It was so easy for him it to was take a, control. It was a joke. And he, he said his life is a comedy. That's one of the lines he says. And that's how he looks mm-hmm. at it. At the very end, and this is another thing I'm going to want to address about what's real and what's not. At the very end, he, after he does all his Joker stuff, he goes to the talk show, which we will also talk about. He gets arrested, and he's in Arkham Asylum, and he's talking with his therapist. Mm-hmm. And he goes, 
and it, it, and then it after he's talked with the therapist, he runs out of the room, and there's blood on his feet, so it's assumed, oh, he killed this woman. And then it's shown him running down the hallway, laughing, and these doctors are chasing him, which is such a Joker thing. It shows, yeah, he looks at this as a game because he just killed this woman, and he's just mm-hmm. laughing now. He's running around, playing tag with these doctors. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And the other thing that I wanted to address about what's real and what's not, when he talks to this uh, therapist in this room, and he go, he, he's smoking a cigarette, and he starts laughing, and, and she goes, what's so funny? And he goes, I thought of a joke. And she goes, well, what is it? And he says, you wouldn't understand. And it, mm-hmm. it, it's, it shows that he was thinking of Bruce Wayne looking over his dead parents. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people are saying that could have been him imagining the whole movie in his head i don't think that's the case i don't that's want to believe that so one dumb. that one's so dumb. dumb the one that's that so dumb. the one that i was thinking could be a little more realistic is it's him remembering everything and so that's why memories are even more like messed up and faded it's just him recalling everything that happened that that one could be a possibility but mm-hmm. yeah that's that's another big theory people are trying to address um, I don't think it was all made up. I think it definitely happened. I don't think it was. All but, but yeah, he it, the the one that could be possible is it's him remembering everything and how mm. it all how it all went down. Now, I do want to talk about the most. It, oh, go ahead. It it seems I I would imagine if that were the case, if that's what the story was trying to portray, then it wouldn't have been as chronological as it is. Because mm-hmm. whenever you are going through the life of someone, there's always a misremembrance, of course. Um, but the order isn't always there. Mm-hmm. And if you're to do it for someone like the Joker, who is mentally ill, I, yeah, I I would see him recounting a story. In a very sporadic way. Yeah, so. the, the way I kind of look at it in my own mind of how what was real and what was not, I think it how the movie played out is it did play out in how it showed it. Mm-hmm. I think, obviously, the thing with him having the girlfriend was fake. I think that him yeah. meeting Thomas Wayne was fake. Like, that was made up. Other than yeah. that, I think everything else was real. I think the sign I thing think- was real. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, I forget the other, other bit. Um... I think he killed the the woman and her child after he talked to him, but okay. I I do believe that. Uh, and he did kill that one clown guy. Yeah, he. That's what I want to talk about now. Um, okay. That so there's a scene. His mother dies. He kills his mother after he realizes, oh, she was insane. Beat him. He's adopted. All this kind of stuff. Yeah. So he uh, suffocated he just... her in the hospital with a pillow. Mm-hmm. And that's when he says, I just realized that my life isn't a tragedy, it's a comedy. That's the line he says when he does it. And then later on he's – and it's – and you'll see it in the trailer. It's the creepiest like face you'll see because he started doing his clown makeup to go to the show with Robert De Niro who's called Murray in the show. Mm-hmm. He has a talk show, which we'll get to next. Mm-hmm. A lot to talk about. But he <laughs> is wearing the white makeup. So he, he gets the white makeup, he has the green hair, but he has nothing else. So it's just a man with white face paint on his, and it looks super creepy. Mm-hmm. 
and and green hair. And green hair, yeah, super creepy. Yeah. And his two co-workers from the clown business, uh, one bigger guy and the other guy's a dwarf, and they are, they, they're like, mm-hmm. oh, we brought some wine, we heard your mom died, all that, how are you doing? And he goes, oh, I'm celebrating. Smoking a cigarette, I'm celebrating, she's dead now, I can, you know, I'm free, all this kind of stuff. Really messed up stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're all really concerned, and he has a pair of scissors in his back pocket, and he takes them out and stabs the bigger guy in the eye. This is when it gets a little gory. Mm-hmm. And he just stabs him a bunch of time. Blood starts squirting mm-hmm. up on him, and the dwarf is, he's running into a corner, like, hiding, like, as a normal person would, just freaking out. He kills this guy. Mm-hmm. He sits down. He's not wearing a shirt. He's shirtless. There's blood on his face, on his body. Yeah, the blood spray. And he's just sitting there. And and his other friend is, is like I said, cowering in the corner. And he goes, yeah, you can go. You never did anything bad to me. <laughs> and and the guy's like freaking out. He's like, what? Mm-hmm. He's like, he's like, yeah, 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 go. And, and so he starts going around the corner to go towards the door. And he goes. And right when he gets to him, uh, Joaquin goes, like, he, he screams at him trying to scare him. Then he laughs a little bit, like, oh, yeah, that was funny. And he goes to the door. But... Th- Bef- when they entered the room, the two individuals, he took the chain lock and locked the door, th- one of those chain locks, and the dwarf, he couldn't reach it. And so that's when I'm thinking, okay, he purposely locked that door just to get the yeah. comedic effect off of him not being able to reach it, and then he's going to kill this dude. That's what I was thinking while the movie was going I, on. I, I was on the fence about whether or not I thought he yeah. would kill this. And, and this scene, this, it's yeah. so, like, your anxiety just builds up because you don't know what's going on anymore. It, it's it's all and up it's to re- the Joker. It's really fast paced. Mm-hmm. It's really fast paced because there's really no warning yeah. to him. And he's just taking, and the Joker's taking it so casually. And th- this is the moment when I think he becomes the Joker truly. And mm-hmm. so he gets up, or, or the, the guy goes, I can't reach the, I can't reach the lock. And the Joker, he just kind of smiles. He's like, all right, gets up, walks over. He unlocks the door. And then he kisses the, the door. If he kisses him on the head, opens the door and lets him go. I was just goosebumps everywhere. It was, it was the most Joker thing I've ever seen mm-hmm. in any Joker portrayal. It was insane. I, I also yeah. I, I think like the the whole bit with Heath Ledger and the the magic trick and the pencil that was very Joker, but this scene in particular is the most Joker thing I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah, it he was. I go. It was insane. He let him go. He was just like, yeah. He opens the door, kisses him on the head, and lets him go. It's crazy. Oh, we probably should have said spoiler alert. And- yeah, we're fine. Yeah, uh, okay. whatever, whatever. Spoiler alert, by the way. She, Spoiler alert. Yeah, and midway through the review. About, um, so during that scene, it it's very as I said earlier. It it's really fast paced. It escalates, and the emotions flip just like that. So whenever they come in, they're talking about his mother, and once that's set aside. He says one comic. He, he talks about how there's the investigators and the cops are asking. They're, they're asking about the, the three guys so he, who were shot, right? And he's like, so "Oh, they confronted me." He wanted to get his story. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Because the the investigators are investigating all these clowns. Because mm-hmm. it was said, "Oh, the clown uh, guy was dressed up as a clown when he killed all three of these these 
uh, Wayne workers. And right. so he was like, they're going to start questioning me. I just want to make sure our stores are straight so I don't say anything, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So he was just trying to, like, set things right. He, he Right. Completely normal He was normal looking thing. out for... For Arthur. Each other. Yeah. 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 A- and then he, he just goes ballistic and kills him just because he asked him that question. Yeah. It's it's insane. He just right off. It's almost out of nowhere. It, it is out of nowhere. That's that's the Joker <laughs> thing, though. He just does what like. Oh, I feel like killing this guy now. I'm going to stab him. Uh-huh. It's insane. Um, well, there is something. Um, whenever you are going through mental illness, you will come to very odd conclusions about anything. Mm-hmm. literally anything and it'll happen really quick too it's just irrational thought and um the un- inability to withstand or think through things or um stop following your intuition like, you'll just follow your gut to do anything yeah and it's really scary and it, it's, <laughs> it's really scary, scary in the joker movie and it's it's especially scary in the Joker movie. And so now, I think the main thing we got to talk about now, the last bit, is the whole interview, the TV interview. Mm-hmm. So to build up to it, to to explain what happened, Arthur wanted to become a comedian, and so after he got fired from his gig, his clown gig, he tried to become a comedian, and he has this notebook where he writes stuff, and like his writing's really creepy and. And he has like pictures of flayed bodies in there, and it's mm-hmm. a, it looks like a really messed up notebook one that I do not want to look in. And he he writes his jokes in there, and the one joke they wrote, they told to his initial therapist was, or his first therapist before the end of the movie was something along the lines. <laughs> I hated her, by the way. Oh yeah, she was I terrible. Not, and and she the was other a bad the, therapist. Yeah, and the other she thing, was such a bad therapist. Uh, and kind of the movie addresses because. The funding gets cut for the the social services, so all that he can't get his medication. He gets off his medication, and I think that's a good message to the government to not cut our budgets in those areas because those are very important areas to to support. But yeah, yeah, he, he loses his. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's very you 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 want to not cut funding for those areas. But, Take your medication. Yeah, so he stops taking his medication (laughs) and he he stops going to his therapist because funding was cut so he couldn't go see her anymore. And so he is trying to become a comedian and he he reads his first therapist in his notebook. The line was something like, the biggest, uh, I hope my death makes more sense than my life. Right. And sense was spelled C-E-N-T-S, like pennies, cents. Like money, 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 money. That was the line. And so he does his stand-up comedy at this little bar or pub, whatever, th- this venue. Mm-hmm. And once he gets up there, he just starts his, his laughing syndrome. I don't know what it would be called. And I, know, I do know it's a real thing because I did look it up after the movie. I, I can't tell you what it was called. But he did, <laughs> he did start doing that while he was trying to tell a joke. So he started laughing and couldn't. And it's like you're choking on your own laughter. You can't control it. It it looks like it's a painful thing. And 
you can actually, because I did look it up on YouTube, if you type uh, uncontrollable laughter syndrome, there's a YouTube video. It has over a million views. I think it was released like four years ago of a guy who actually had it. And I watched it. And you can just see the guy he doesn't want to be laughing. You're, it's a painful mm-hmm. thing. And so he does this while he's doing his stand-up. And he's trying to tell this joke. And, he, and the joke's something along the lines like, my mother once told me, uh, you go to school or something like that. And, and the joke doesn't really matter. But he's doing this. It's all a while. bad joke. It's a it's a bad joke. It's about like, oh, I don't need to be a, go to school because I'm becoming a comedian or something like that. It's a bad joke. Uh-huh. But he's coughing this whole time, laughing, and so you, it's just a really, uh, it's a really cringy, I guess, a uh, thing. You just feel bad for the guy. Yeah, it it hurts. And yeah, he's, he's just kind of he he's a whenever. He's at that stand-up though. He's delusional at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, he views it as one of the best nights of his life. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about that. Yeah, and which I it hurts him so much whenever he's at his imaginary girlfriend's house, and she and doesn't he realizes he has that click moment of wait a second, she wasn't there at my stand at my stand-up. Yeah, so I'm gonna. Killer. I'm gonna hypothetically. Kill her. We don't know. I think he did. Hypothetically. I I I find it yeah. With the sirens yeah. afterwards, all that I think he did. But yeah, so that whole stand up thing happens, and then when he's sitting in the hospital after his mom and after he killed the three men on the subway, these two investigators started persisting after him that and they they've been trying to get que- like they've been trying to question him. And mm-hmm. they start questioning his mother because he wasn't home and she had a stroke, which brought her to the hospital. And it's at this point where he's sitting in the hospital with his mom. And I think the two detectives are catching on like, oh, this might be the guy. And we'll get on to that later. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they, he, yeah. He, he's sitting in the hospital. His mom's on the bed. And the, Rob, the Murray show comes on, which is, like I said, played by <laughs> Robert Nero. And his, him and his mom, Joaquin and his mom, Arthur and his mom, my bad, used, they, they watch the show a lot. And they really look up to him. And it, the other thing you do see that he has a lot of thoughts in his head, it's very early on in the movie when they're watching this show. He has this whole thing going on in his head that he was in the show. And Murray calls him up onto the stage and it's like, oh, your story really inspired me. That was all in his head. And I, I did forget about that. But yeah, that did happen where he imagined himself on the show early on in the movie. But he's watching the show and Murray goes, Hey, you better watch this clip of this guy. It's really funny. And it, it cuts to Arthur doing his stand-up, and he's laughing, and he's coughing, and Murray, he's making fun of him. Oh, look at this guy. Yeah, it looks like your career's going to be really good, and the audience is laughing, which is also a very mean thing to do to make fun of a mental illness because I think in that clip it would have been obvious to determine that. But he's making jabs at him, and Arthur, he's just crushed. And it's really funny because when he gets up there and he shows the initial clip and Arthur makes that joke, Arthur, watching the show, laughs. He thinks it's funny. And then after Murray Murray starts going, it is really sad. And after Murray goes at him, he's just crushed. And so later on in the movie then, and I think it was after he killed his mom, he gets a phone call and it's the – No, I think think he he, – Is it before he kills his mom? It doesn't really matter. He gets a phone call later in the movie, and it's the they're inviting him. They're they're, inviting him on the show. Yeah, she's like Murray really liked your stuff. The audio, the the 
viewers really thought it was funny. They want you to come on, good ratings. They want you to tell a joke on stage, all that. And so he's he's, and they're like, well, next Thursday work. Yeah, we're good. And so that's when I I, I turned to my friend who I was watching the movie with and I go, this week's going to be crazy, dude. (laughs) Something's going down. And so Mm -hmm. it there's another scene before. He, he there's a lot that happens in between those two moments of the phone call and him actually being on the show but there's a bit in between where he's practicing being on the show and he's he's watching a, a guest come out of the curtains he, they, he walks out of these two curtains walks in shakes Murray's hands and he's mm-hmm. re-watching this continuously and then mm-hmm. he, he reenacts it he's in his living room he goes behind his own yep. little curtain walks out does his introduction he sits down and he, he acts like he's talking with Murray and then mm-hmm. at the very end, he says that – I don't remember if he said it in this line or it was implied that he was going to say it. He looks at the line that said, I hope my death makes more sense than my life. Uh-huh. And he uh-huh. pulls out a gun and he enacts him shooting himself in the head. And so right. at that point, I'm thinking, OK, he's going to go it on the show and kill himself. And shoot him. Yeah. That's what I was thinking because I knew, oh, he's mentally ill, so I wouldn't be surprised. He's going to go on the show, kill himself. Uh-huh. And so yeah. then – and now we're, we're coming back to another scene. After he had that conversation with those two, or he killed the one guy and he let the dwarf go, he gets he finishes getting up in his Joker outfit and he starts going down these stairs outside. He starts like dancing down these stairs and he in has his the Joker dance. outfit. Yeah, he's dancing yeah. down it. Because originally when he was Arthur, because now he's the Joker. When he was Arthur, he would walk up those stairs. You could tell he was really just heavy on his feet, upset. It, it was You could tell he was depressed and all that. And then when he's wearing this makeup and he's in this this character, he is dancing. He's having a fantastic time. And at the top of these stairs, you see the you you see two people watching him, and that cuts to the two detectives watching him. And they go, "Hey Arthur, we want to talk." And this this builds up to this whole chasing where these two detectives are chasing Arthur, and eventually he gets into this subway where there, there's a big protest today that all the people wearing the clown masks are going to. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of them in the subway, and so the two detectives are chasing Joker in the subway, and uh, Joaquin ends up taking a mask from one guy and putting it on himself, so he's clown mask on his clown makeup, and it leads to someone being shot and a big fight, and mm-hmm. then the two detectives are uh, the the subway doors open, two detectives are taken down, they're starting to get beat by all these people dressed as clowns, and you see the Joker mm-hmm. walk out, look at him lift up his his face mask kind of smile and start like doing a little dance and then he goes to the show and at the show i i liked his makeup whenever he was walking from the subway yeah he's getting getting off the train his makeup in that scene it was spot on he had that single tear Mm -hmm. well he had like both the tears but the one was much longer yeah and so it was like lighting it was a it was a good it's very good his his makeup is it, I, I liked it a lot. It was a unique. Mm-hmm. It was a unique take on the Joker. I really enjoyed it. And so he goes to this Murray show, and he's sitting in like his dressing room. And Murray and the other guy walk in, and they're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! What's with this look?" Because they're thinking, "Oh, he's promoting these protests that are going on." And he's like, "Oh, no, no, mm-hmm. it's part of my act. I think it would be funny." And they're like, "All right, fine. You can wear the makeup as long as it's not affiliated with this political movement." Okay. And then right before he goes, he goes, "Could you introduce me as Joker?" Because that's what Murray called him when he was making fun of him in the clip. He's like, oh, look at this Joker. So he goes, so can you call me Joker? 
And so it gets to the bit where and and even like right before Joker is being introduced, he's behind the curtain, he's smoking a cigarette, he's ready to go out. Murray's still like, Oh, this next guy, he's a pretty funny, messed up dude, and he, like he's making fun of him mm-hmm. right before he comes out. And so yeah, yeah. the curtain's open, Joker walks out, he's smoking a cigarette. And he starts dancing, a lot different from what he initially rehearsed. He starts dancing. He does a spin. He's doing all this crazy stuff. He shakes Murray's hand. And then there's another guest on the show. So it's Murray, another guest, which is a woman doctor, and then, like, the the co-host or whatever you would have on a talk show. And he goes up and he kisses the the doctor on the lips. And he sits down and he's just super – he's a completely different person from Arthur. He's super charismatic. Yeah, he's put on his stage face. He's just confident in every way. Yeah. And he starts, they, they start having a conversation. But then he, he starts break apart. Mm-hmm. He starts getting angry. I don't think that, that confidence doesn't last him. Yeah, he, he starts getting angry. You can tell. Uh-huh. And he tries to tell a joke, and he, it's a really dark joke. I can't remember what it was. And, and Murray's like, oh, no, you can't make jokes about that. And he's like really upset. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, I got another joke. Okay. And he's about to tell his other, his, oh, I hope my life makes more, all that. And then he brings up, I, I, I don't know how he brings it up, but he brings up, oh, yeah, I killed those three dudes on the subway. Yeah, he and, just straight up says it. And Murray's like, are you serious? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I, I killed them. He goes, <laughs> and, he, and he talks about like, yeah, they were three bad people and I killed them. It was okay, all this kind of stuff. And he just mm-hmm. like he's just saying it like it doesn't even matter. He's just like, yeah, dude, I just killed these three people, and like you can see like the stage director or whatever the guy behind the screen. He's like trying to say, oh, cut this off. And Murray's like, no, 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 we got, we'll, we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And Murray's like, you're a terrible person. You're and you're trying to make up for, and make up for your your murders. And and then Joker's talking about, oh, I, how he doesn't like Thomas Wayne and all this kind of stuff. And he gets super political. He gets super political and super pissed. And even though he said he's not going to get political, he's yeah, not yeah, political. And so it gets the the point where he's like, "You want to hear one more joke?" And Murray's like, "No, I think we've heard enough jokes." And he's like, and then he starts like screaming, and he says, "I don't know if he says line." He says something, and then he pulls out the gun and shoots Murray in the head. At that moment, I was just, "What is going on?" Yeah. He shoots Murray in the I, head. Yeah, go ahead. My reaction was, that's fucking right. That's fucking I, yeah, right. I didn't like Murray because Murray was making fun of him. Okay, like, okay, his response to him admitting killing three people, reasonable. But, like, beforehand, he was just making fun of this guy. And I was like, dude, this guy's he's a little bully. Look at this dude. No, it's, it's what you wanted to see the Joker do because that's who the Joker is. That's true. He's a villain. He's like a really bad villain. A really so, bad villain. Shoots Murray you in the face. Do he stands up, shoots him again. Right, just because. And then goes up to. And yeah, he goes up to the camera. This is another super Joker thing. He grabs the camera and starts speaking into the camera, and he, mm-hmm. he's he's saying the lines that they would usually say to close off the show. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure that's what he was saying. He was like. He was saying the catchphrase that Murray would say at the end of the show. Uh, he said some stuff before, but I think he was leading up to that. And that's like super insane where he's like, just killed this guy. Time to close the show off. And he goes up. And he was going to say it to the camera. And then he is 
obviously arrested, and he's in a police car with these two police officers, and like he's looking at his head's against the window, he's looking out the window, and there's a huge riot with all these these clown protests. And I I said earlier that day is when the protests were beginning. That's when the the big protest was going to happen that day, and so all you just see chaos. People are breaking cars and a bunch of different things. And the police officers go, you see, this This is what you caused. And he goes, in just the most cold voice, he goes, I know. Isn't it beautiful? It's <laughs> like, that. that's another line where you're just like, yeah, that's Joker right there. And so then it, then it cuts to uh, an ambulance, runs into the police car, destroying it. And then obviously a, a guy with a Joker mask walks out of it. And they pull Joaquin, they pull the Joker out of the car, set him on top of the police car and like are waiting for him to get up. And at this point, it cuts mm-hmm. to uh, Martha and Bertha think... and Thomas Wayne. And they're leaving the theater and they're like shielding Bruce and they're... they're yeah, going... yeah, wait, 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 oh. wait, just wait, wait. Okay. Slow okay. down, slow down. slowing it down. We're you going, are we're... flying so fast. Ugh! Okay. So... I'm going down the one mile per hour. You're going so fast. God damn it. So whenever the cop, they they run, they get hit by the car, and the joke, the guy in the Joker mask comes out and they pull him out of the car. I think that was a little surreal, because who would, how would they know what cop car it is, or was it just? Well, you saw like everybody uh, cheering for him, like while the cop car was driving by everybody. Like, they knew he was in that car. How would they know that specifically he was in that car? It's a movie, dude. You just, you know. (laughs) I don't see see them being able to coordinate something like that. But then you could say, oh, it was just a rioter. Why would they then pull him out of the car and put him on the hood? Because they, because he was unconscious, so they wanted to wake up. Because they all, they all knew what happened on the Murray show, so they're like, "Oh, this guy." How, this, how would they all know what happened, and how would they not know that it's just someone who looks like him? How how would they know? Well, because everyone's wearing a ghost thing or a well, a clown because thing. he was wearing like that outfit that he wore on the television show, and they knew, oh, he was. Pro- I'm sure they were like, okay, he's probably getting arrested. There, please go into the studio of the show. They're gonna bring the police car back to the station. And they probably were assuming – they probably knew it was him because, A, he's in a police car. So you know that, oh, this is probably the guy because we saw him on the talk show, all this – and all that stuff happened. And also after like what happened on the talk show, I think what happened on the talk show might have sparked the ride. I think they might have just been doing that casual ride at the town square or whatever. Oh, and then the events of that show happened and they're like, like – and they're like, oh, that was the guy. He killed those three dudes. He just killed that that guy the the talk show we didn't like him either he's our leader mm-hmm. he's our inspiration and that's when they start right. doing all he, this he's he's the head of this movement mm-hmm. and i i think that shows what political power is mm-hmm. because this isn't a show this isn't a movie about a the joker taking control of the system and then having Letting it do his bidding. This is it, it's more of a personal story of how the Joker develops and kind of becomes crazy and starts doing get gets uh, onto the public scene and does some things that are very very Joker villainous. Mm-hmm. And it's not it's not 
I don't think the Joker was going out there planning to start this political movement. Oh, he totally and whenever wasn't. he, whenever he's saying that, oh, it's not political. He wasn't lying. Yeah, he doesn't um, care about this whole political he doesn't thing. Care what he's doing is politics at all. He's just having this self discovery kind of fun journey. time. And fun time. It, I think, it goes to show that when you're looking at politics, it's a lot smaller picture. Mm-hmm. individual struggles individual experiences are really what can form the foundations of the larger community and government yeah and so and and the reason why political social stand and like everybody's looking up to him because they see what he did with killing the three people who worked for Wayne it, it's really just a a it's gap it's a it's a gap of poverty it's and just these wealthy people because all these 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 people down the rough are like the the these high up people they don't care about us they don't care what we do mm-hmm. thomas wayne he doesn't actually care for us he's not going to make things better as mayor and all this kind of stuff so they saw the joker as oh he he know he's one of us he he's the he right. has the same anger as us he he i mean he showed it by killing people and so all of the press all of the press around thomas wayne is very negative. Mm-hmm. It, it's every even the things that he, he says, he just is a dick. Yeah, he's just I like get, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get. Yeah, like, he, he, like he, he brings up. He's like, I'm going to become mayor because I want to help the people who are who are protesting about me or protesting at me because clearly they need help and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Just and he belittles these- people. And that's how people are crazy, and then he's gonna fix everything. It's yeah. so dumb. But yeah, so after they the the guys pull him out of the car and put him on the hood, it cuts to the the death of Martha and and yeah, it's, Thomas it's Wayne. Bruce. They go down it's the alley. Bat, it's the beginning of Batman. Yeah, and it, it's just one of those guys who's wearing a clown mask, part of this movement. He's the one who killed them mm-hmm. both. And he's like, hey, yeah, you, yeah, blah, shoots them both. And mm-hmm. then it cuts back to Joker, and you kind of get his perspective. He's looking around, and he just sees all these people surrounding this police car, and they're, like, cheering at him and stuff. And he, he's, he's get, he gets up, and he stands up, and, like, there's obviously a bunch of blood on his face. His makeup's gone really, like, just scuffed up. It's kind of messed around everywhere. And his mouth is bleeding, and he puts his two fingers in his mouth. And he does, he's done this several times before in the movie where he, like, makes himself smile and frown with his fingers in his mouth. And he takes his fingers, puts them in his mouth, and he builds like a, a the Joker smile out of blood, mm-hmm. and then he he yeah, like that part's really cool. And he does this like pose where he puts his arms out and he like kind of just this this theatrical just that's Jet, me. Uh, I'm your guy. Some, some good old Richard Nixon actually doing <laughs> applause. Yeah, he's getting an applause. Yeah, um, and people are cheering for him. And so, I have a question. I have a question. I have a question. Uh, the Joker. Did the Joker kill Batman's parents? I do not think so. No, I, I think that was just another guy in the part of this this movement. So, again, that leads to the question: Is it the Joker's fault that Batman's parents are dead? That I do think is is true. Because so since he inspired he, so, this so whole movement, did he did he kill the? Did you the could Joker s- you make could Batman? say he had he he played a part in killing him. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and then after that mm-hmm. whole like bit so the next question i guess will we see the joker again yeah so i can bring that up um so walking phoenix who plays joker he originally said he did not want to do any dc universe any of that kind of stuff he was pretty mm-hmm. modest about it, and he didn't want to do any of that again. He, it was like one and done type of thing. DC wants to make another standalone Joker movie. Obviously, they have uh, someone hired for playing Batman. It's the guy from Twilight. I can't think of his name. Edward um, Collins. No, it's the other guy. The chick. Hmm? Team Edward or Team... Dude, I never Team saw Edward. Twilight. I don't know. The werewolf or the vampire? It's the, I think it's the vampire. Oh, he was in Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Cedric, Cedric, Cedric Diggory. Yeah, who who played Cedric? Cedric Diggory's gonna be Batman. Yeah. What? But anyway, back on topic. So I, DC, I think, wants to make another standalone Joker movie, which I think would be really cool. No Batman inclusion, none of that. Maybe some other villains. I don't know. And I think Joaquin would be more on part to play another. Like he, he'd be more con convinced and more open to playing joker again in a standalone than in a batman because that's what he does want to do he doesn't want to be in this batman movie universe type of thing i so and he said i think he did say he would be open to it if it was with the same director and it was another standalone Mm. and i'd be completely okay with that and it could start off with him getting out of arkham because that's where we last saw him but I, I, I think... You don't think he's dead? Hmm? He, he could be dead. Joker? Yeah. I don't think he's dead. I think it's very because, likely that he's dead. Because after that whole... The last where, scene was in all white. The entire last scene was in white. <laughs> well, yeah, but... I think it's possible that he's just dead. I wouldn't think he's dead. I think that's just him at Arkham. Because that's what you... And if he killed, if he killed his therapist in the Arkham, dude, that's just Joker, dude. That's what Joker does. He's, yeah, but he'd be dead. They wouldn't, they wouldn't keep him alive. You don't, you don't know that. I mean, in the com- in the comics, they kept him alive. They, yeah, in the comics. In the comics you, you do also Joker have to remember this Batman's is. Parents? You also have to remember this is a comic book movie. So some things you have to be like, all right, fine. Mm. So that's why I feel, oh. yeah. Um, you gotta suspend the reality a little bit, but yeah. So the the last last scene after he stands on top of the police car and does that little pose, it does cut to him with the therapist at the Arkham. Mm-hmm. And if you remember the other bit where why I said it could be him remembering everything when he was with his first therapist in the very beginning of the movie, she goes, "You were in the asylum. How'd that work out?" And it cut to him like banging his head against a window. In an asylum, right. and it looked like it could have been the same place as he was in at the very end. I guess, yeah. I mean, sure. also he could have just been in the asylum beforehand, which oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that probably happened too, and it could have just been showing that. But there's a lot of ways yeah, lot to of interpret people, this movie. A lot of people, a lot of people get in hospitals a lot. Yeah, like they they have multiple visits, especially if it's a mental illness that is. Um, doesn't respond well to treatment if it doesn't have a good prognosis mm-hmm. then you're gonna be stuck in that but you're gonna yeah. be in uh, that hospital i i would think he's alive and i i think he would be too for sake 
the story, I think he'd be alive. And so the other like thing, I know they're not gonna, he's not gonna do anything with Batman, but I did like, I heard where they were talking about if they wanted to do that. Obviously, the Joker was way too old in that movie to be a Joker villain for Batman. Yeah, and that's where the theory of he's remembering it would be very essential. Where you could say, "Oh, he's remembering this movie," but and it's kind of like everybody does this with their own memories, where you remember yourself in a specific time, so many years ago, but it's your current self in those memories. So um, it could have been him remembering everything, and he was younger during that time, but it's him inserting his current self, and he's just picturing himself as his older self now in those times. And that whole like therapeutic moment at the end was in the future where Batman's older, all that kind of stuff. If they were going to do it. I don't think they are, but that's how I would be able to... That's how I would be able to convince an audience. Like, so oh, you yeah. Twist it. That would be a hard sell. I think it would be a hard sell. That's why I don't think they're going to do it. That's why they're going to do another just standalone mm-hmm. Joker if they do. But, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I In conclusion, I really love Joker. I thought it was a fantastic movie. I thought it was good. Um, the best, I, one of the best DC I, movies of late. Yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah, Justice League was Bad. Justice League was bad. Suicide Squad really was bad. bad. Shazam was bad. pretty meh. Shazam was okay, but it was still pretty meh. Aquaman was decent. Aquaman. Wonder Woman was pretty good. Um, I'm really looking forward to the new Suicide Squad, which is directed by James Gunn, who directed both the Guardians of the Galaxy. Completely new cast from the original. It's pretty much like a reboot, and you have a really good mm-hmm. director on the on the cast or on the field, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think the new Suicide Squad might be good, and Wonder Woman two might be good too. But Joker so far has been like the best recent. DC movie. Yeah. Or Batman versus Superman. Oh, that was terrible. That one was, I think, the worst. That one oh, was so bad. I didn't see it. Well, you should consider yourself lucky. That movie was terrible. <laughs> but you can always just yep. go back to the Christopher Nolan trilogy. Mm-hmm. That one's pretty solid. You got some awesome yeah, actors in that, that one. Was good. That was you, really good. You got Christian Bale as Batman. You got uh, uh, Cillian Murphy as Scarecrow, Heath Ledger as Joker, Tom Hardy as Bane. You just got a lot of really... Joseph Levitt Gordon as Robin. Like, you just got a lot of really good actors in that movie, so... Yeah, that was a well-done series. Well-done series. So, my... I have a question about the Joker's mother. Okay. Do you think that she was telling the truth? Is the Joker... Yeah, because that's... Tom Tom Wayne's son. Because that's a really... Because one way you could look at it is, oh, she was insane in those documents. They were true, saying that, oh, she was Mm -hmm. adopted, she was crazy, she was in the asylum, all this different stuff. But you could also look at it as the way of, oh, Thomas already had those documents forged. Right. And she was telling the truth and all this stuff. So, she does say, she does say, um, they made me sign papers to, so that, yeah, to keep it quiet, and right, and the whole time she's implying that like, oh, he's family, and like, the one I, I remember when they're, they're watching TV or something, she goes, Thomas Wayne treats everybody as family and all that, mm-hmm. and just I, f- that that's the one thing I'm really torn on is whether or not mm-hmm. Arthur's really Thomas's son or not. 
I think it is very likely that it could have been out. I I think it's likely that she was telling the truth, mm-hmm. and she just like symptoms just hit her on the head really hard one day, or maybe something traumatic happened. Yeah, I I definitely think like she does have some type of mental un like instability. Yeah, but I, I I I don't think that she was in a way lying. I I feel like she was telling the truth. But then again, we're we're really not going to know. And this is where, because I did want to bring this up before we close things off. The Joker movie I could relate a lot to American Psycho which also quite ironically starred Christian Bale who played Batman in Christopher Nolan's trilogy. This movie oh, came out a, this movie came out movie? in 2000. It uh-huh. is on Netflix at the moment, I think. So if you want to watch it, you can watch it there. And it's called American Psycho and it's about the serial killer. And it a lot of relations with the Joker where a lot of the stuff's made up. And spoilers for American Psycho if you are going to want to watch it. Um, there's a there's a scene where he's doing his confession of all the murders, and he goes, I don't know, I killed maybe like twenty, maybe forty, and twenty to forty people. <laughs> that's a big gap. Yeah. So like he's just so unaware of like, did I like who who was real, who wasn't, and mm-hmm. there's just a lot of stuff that happens inside his head in that movie. Right. And it, it is a great movie. Based off a book, and funny story about the book, when the book was released, the FBI put the author of the book on the FBI's top most like top most dangerous or wanted persons because <laughs> they were thinking – I don't really know what they were thinking, but they thought this person was dangerous or promoting being – it was really weird. But originally the book was super just don't read this book. It's bad for you, like mm-hmm. not well promoted. But now I think – it was pretty much banned, yeah. But now, I th- obviously, things have cleared up, and the movie was made. The movie was really good. But yeah, I, mm-hmm. I saw, when I was watching the, the Joker movie, I made a lot of similarities between that and American Psycho. Hmm. Hmm. I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's really good. It's it's on Netflix. I would also rated R, so... We're just recommending mm-hmm. a bunch of rated R stuff today. What? That one's a little more uh, gory, though. I would think. There is another quote <laughs> that From... the Joker had in his book <laughs> that okay. I thought was very uh, triggering, um, which was the problem with having a melt. Or I just, it's something, problem with having a mental illness. People expect you to behave as if you don't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that just hit me. That hit me really deep because whenever you are experiencing a mental illness, it's very easy to be uh, delusional to it, to not not think to think that you are fine, that you are not sick. Mm-hmm. And a line like that, it it really made me. Th- Whoa. He he thinks that nothing is wrong. If, if you're saying something like, if if you are untreated, mentally ill, and you're saying things like, um, that people are expecting me 
to behave as if I don't behave already. Well, the thing is, you probably don't behave. Yeah. If if if, if you have an illness that that is it's that severe, and yeah. you may not even realize that you're not behaving. And that's like the big thing with the jerk, where he doesn't he thinks he thinks what he's doing, his motives are completely reasonable. And yeah, that, like, his goals, they should be everyone else's goals. Mm-hmm. Which is really crazy. But yeah, that when I when I did see that in his book, that that was a one that caught my eye for sure. There there was also so whenever I say that this movie was triggering, there was one point during during the movie, and I went by myself. Bad move. Um, yeah, I went with a friend. I would not go by yourself to this movie. I recommend going with another person at least. And I remember I started to cry at one point, but I can't remember when at all. I just know that something clicked with how the emotions were being displayed that I started crying and then it ended really quick too. Yeah. But afterwards, after watching the movie, I just felt like a piece of crap. (laughs) I was feeling so anxious (laughs) about just death and um oh it was just really stressful the movie does it makes you really think about a lot of different things it it's a serious film it is a very serious film in a lot of ways not even Mm -hmm. not only in what it shows and portrays in terms of like gore and all that but in Mm -hmm. ways of what it makes you think about and just mm-hmm. the issues it tackles. So, mm-hmm. but I, I think the the director did a really good job. I can't think of his name, but he did a fantastic job. Yeah, it was well done. Cool. All right. So now we're gonna send you off to a I don't know, probably a ten minute clip of us talking about the El Camino Breaking Bad movie. We uh, hope you enjoy, right? So we're going to send you that way right now. Okay, so I want to talk about the Breaking Bad movie for a little bit. Okay, you want to, yeah, the ball rolling. I I am not a Breaking Band, breaking band breaking fan. Breaking Band, yeah, it's, just, it's about this marching band and they they break up. It's really sad. Yeah, it has all the drama of a rock and roll group and an entire marching band. It's crazy. Imagine like the drama of the Eagles, but with 200 plus members. And think of all the cocaine. All the cocaine by all the band members. You know it's about to get crazy. There's too much. Too much. Not a good band. But Breaking Bad, I... It's along the same lines. They're and you, doing and you haven't seen. They're it. doing meth, aren't they? They do meth, crystal meth. What is, meth, crystal meth, blue crystal uh, meth. That's like the I, the key thing that Heisenberg makes. I've seen the first three episodes, and they were good episodes. And my impression, it was yeah, it was very, um, it was drawing you in quite well, but I didn't take the bait. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. There, there was some good plot developments, and I like the 
the beginning stages where he is getting in business with his student, I think. Yeah. And um, they are talking about a recipe and he says something like, we're not putting anything spicy in this crystal meth. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be the actual formula. Yeah, because he's I, like I that, that science teacher and he knows all that stuff. Yeah, so we, we got a smart chemistry dude. And then the part where they, I don't know how the body dies. There's a body, someone dies, I don't know how. I can't But remember. they have a body. And they put it into a bathtub. Oh, yeah. And, they, and it's fill it up with acid. Hydrochloric, like, hydrochloric acid or something. Yeah, that made me laugh. Yeah, to dissolve <laughs> the body. That was crazy. But anyway, El, yeah. Cam- El Camino takes place after the Breaking Bad show. And for those who don't know, there's also a prequel show called Better Call Saul. Also very good. And so Breaking Bad ended. The two main characters, Walter White and Jesse Pinkman, they were the the head runners of the show. They were the main characters. You you cheered for them, even though they were cooking a meth empire. But who 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 was the one? Um, the teacher. The teacher's Walter White. He's the the chemist, and Jesse Pinkman's the one who kind of distributed it and did kind of the, the business side of the meth the whole meth uh, dealings and so by the end of breaking bad a walter white story was concluded but jesse it, it ends the show ends with him driving away in an el camino and you don't know what happens to him after he drives away so that's where this netflix original movie el camino breaking bad movie picks up with jesse driving away and the whole premise of the movie is him how he dodges the police his last dealings with his friends and other people that you've seen in the show there's a couple good flashbacks where you see previous characters who were on the show that were no longer on the show may have died and they just vince gilligan who wrote breaking bad better call Saul, and this movie did a really good job at intertwining the past and the present and where he was going and i thought that it just concluded very well they they set Jesse off into a very good place at the end of this movie, a lot better than the show. And a lot of people were concerned that, oh, Breaking Bad, it was one of the best shows ever, one of the best finales ever, a lot better of a finale than season eight Game of Thrones. And so people were concerned, is this movie going to ruin this? Is it going to set it off? And so some people were like, if the movie's not good, I can just pretend it never happened. And just the end of Breaking Bad was my ending. But lucky for everybody, and I expected it to be good because Vince Gilligan, because Breaking Bad's very good, but Better Call Saul's prequel show is just as good. So he is a fantastic director and script writer. So I knew this movie was going to be pretty mm-hmm. solid, and it was. I thought it was a great add-on to this Breaking Bad uh, saga collection of shows and movies. Mm-hmm. And it and it, the show was filmed six years after the finale of Breaking Bad. So all these characters are six years older. And Aaron Paul doesn't mm-hmm. look like he, he's aged today. Aaron Paul is a very young-looking person. Oh. So they were... Aaron Paul. They were I'm very lucky. with him. Um, so Aaron, Aaron Paul, Paul, he is mainly known for Breaking Bad and that whole bit. He's also been in the mm-hmm. show called BoJack Horseman. He plays a character on this cartoon BoJack Horseman, which is also on Netflix. Very good show. The last season's coming out pretty soon. I'm sure we're going to talk about that once it does. Mm-hmm. And so those are the kind of the two main things he's big in. 
But I just wanted to say that El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie, very good. It concludes the story of Jesse Pinkman perfectly. I think they, w- within the time span, they the movie was only about two hours long, just over two hours long. In that short time span, they were able to, in my opinion, fully conclude his story. And I was, I I left the Netflix app satisfied after watching that movie. I think Vince did a really good now, job. This- Breaking Bad wasn't a Netflix show, was it? No, no, no. Breaking Bad was AMC, and so is Better Call Saul. Mm. Netflix was just the one mm. to do the Breaking Bad movie. <laughs> so well, good for Netflix. Good for Netflix. Yeah, Netflix. They do a really good job with all their original stuff. So, for all, all those who have seen Breaking Bad, go watch the El Camino movie. It's a good conclusion to Jesse's story. If you haven't seen Breaking Bad, watch Breaking Bad. If you haven't seen, if you've seen Breaking Bad and El Camino, but haven't seen Better Call Saul, watch Better Call Saul. What I'm trying to say is, watch Better Call Saul, Breaking Bad, and El Camino. They're all very good. Better Call Saul is so on. I... It's fourth season, I think. I don't know how many mm-hmm. more there's going to be. Breaking Bad was five seasons, and then there's the El Camino movie after. So the the timeline. So can I start? The timeline would go. Sorry for keep on okay. getting off. The timeline would go. Better <laughs> okay. Call Saul, the prequel movie about Saul Goodman, who's the lawyer in the Breaking Bad show. Mm-hmm. Then it would go Breaking Bad, and then it would go El Camino. They're all on Netflix. I see. Could I start watching Better Call Could you start watching it? Or should I watch Breaking... Like, what? So this is... There this... is a chronological order, and then... What, what would you recommend the watch order to? Yeah, yeah. So the chronolo- chronological order was... Better Call Saul, Breaking Bad, El Camino. That's the order of like time that they've of the events. Place. Yep. Yes. And my stance on how you should watch it is kind of my stance with, or pretty much everyone's stances with the Star Wars movies. So there's the Star Wars prequels, and then there's the Star Wars originals, where you okay. can watch it from. Let's watch the Star Wars prequels, and then the Star Wars originals, or you can just watch them how they were released: the originals, prequels, then the new stuff. Mm-hmm. So, for me personally. I liked watching Breaking Bad first because your Breaking Bad was it, it is better than Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul is still extreme. It's still fantastic in every way, but Breaking Bad does have the one up on it because Brian Cranston in it is in it, and I love Brian Cranston, and he's the one who plays Walter White. I also love Jesse Pickman, Aaron Paul, and so just the dynamic those two have in that show of a high school teacher and a student starting a meth empire. Just that phrase is a very eye-catching, oh, I want to watch a show about a high school teacher and a student starting a meth empire. Right. And I, I think start watching Breaking Bad first would be a... I, I really enjoyed starting with Breaking Bad and learning all the characters through that show, and then going back and watching Better Call Saul and kind of... it Because Better Call Saul focuses on a single... pretty much a single character from the original show, and you have some cameos of other characters in it. And so it's fun to go back and watch how this character developed and became the person you saw in the Breaking Bad show. So how mm-hmm. I probably would personally watch the series if I was just beginning, I'd watch Breaking Bad, El Camino, and then Better Call Saul. And hopefully by the time you do that, Better Call Saul will be finished. Hmm. Finished as in all the seasons are done because they're still doing them. Right. But yeah, they're they're all very vince gilgan did an extremely good job at painting that world that he has put into film and i I was i'm very happy those shows exist because there's some of the best stuff out there 
Yeah. I see. I haven't even dived into this. Mm-hmm. Now it so. is a more mature show for all you. So for all you fourteen-year-olds, don't watch it. Yeah, fourteen's like you're not mature. Yeah, you're not mature. You're fourteen. You're little baby pants. You're a little baby. You still need someone to cut your toenails. Oh, I just chewed on my. I'm never mind. Yeah. And someone needs to pour your milk. Mm-hmm. So Change your diaper pants. Yeah. Yeah. Because you peed the pants at school. That's right. You. Oh. All right. Can you 14 we... year old. Nobody middle schooler. So for this episode, we're going to be roasting 14 year olds. <laughs> <laughs> With their skater hair, skater shoes, skater, skater shirts. Your skater boy, as Avril Levine would say. Yeah, so put on some elbow pads. Stop being cool. Think about safety. Yeah. That's where I stand. That's my stance on 14-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> Wear elbow pads. Okay, you guys are back. To Boom. Bam, just like that. The end of the show. The end of the show. Here we are. End of the we've show. come so far. You, you've really you've pushed through. And you've, you've made it. You've made, made it to, it to the, the final, end. the final stretch. This, this final hundred meters. You're getting there, dude. The marathon guy. Oh my gosh, that's right. The first, it, it's two hours. Under two hours. That's insane, guys. I'm sorry we're going really off track, but yeah, that's that is a crazy achievement. They paced that. I think it was a 4:38 mile. For 26 miles. Yeah, that's insane. So, yeah, for any of you who don't know, some dude ran a marathon under two hours, which hasn't been done. Like, no, it's, it's never been done. It's crazy. That That is it so insane. It will go insane. down as the world record, though. It won't because he used pacers. But I don't even care. That's insane. That's, <laughs> that is That guy deserves something, man. Get him some Arby's. I don't know, but good job to that dude. He does. Oh, he owns the – he has the world record – at like two hours and one minute. Yeah, but oh. under two hours though. That's even. It's something about going under that like two hour, just like an hour mark of anything, where it's like, oh, now it's noticeable. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. you've this reached the end. Numbers. Under we we did it under two hours too. So <laughs> you've reached this podcast in under two hours. The end of the podcast. That's right. That's right. Hope you hope you enjoyed our reviews and talkings about El Camino and Joker. Go mm-hmm. watch both of those because they're both really good. Mm-hmm. And have yeah, a nice have a nice wedding. Day. Oh. Enjoy your wedding. Sorry we didn't get a gift in time. Yeah. Should have We're really happy for you. We are happy. I hope your wedding goes well. Anyway, we'll see you all next Sunday. Use this music to walk down the aisle.